Hello, this is Key Ideas, and I'm your host, Leela Viss. This podcast contemplates the rhythm of life as a piano teacher and music maker. Through illuminating interviews and transparent reflections, you'll feel validated, encouraged, and empowered. This is episode number 71, and it's the last episode of the season. And it may be the last episode of Key Ideas as you know it, or at least I'm pushing the pause button. As I was working on the show notes for an episode, I heard my personal barometer kick in. On occasion, it sends me a sign that things need to change. Unlike my younger years where it seemed right, like my duty to run hard and grind through the next project, I now pay close attention to internal signs. Somewhat like the weather, Priorities change over a year. The seasons come and go. This latest barometric nudge was asking me, do you really feel like doing this right now? Are you diluting your efforts by doing too many things? Is it time to declutter? Key Ideas was on my bucket list as podcasting leveled up my blogging. I never expected that I would gain much income from it, but I did hope it would earn me a small dot on the podcast map. And although I have received lovely support from listeners just like you, a huge thank you for listening right now, I have never made a concerted effort to see how key ideas affected the bottom line of my business. I did it because I felt like it. That being said, I am grateful for the generous sponsorship from Tanara and Forte Lessons, as well as Tim Topham and Wendy Stevens. My start and stop is kind of like the scene in Forrest Gump, where he stops running. Unlike Forrest, I have not been podcasting for three years, two months, 14 days, and 16 hours. Close, but not quite. But like Forrest, I'm feeling tired, and it's time to take a break. Perhaps you're relieved. Now's the time to catch up on past episodes that you haven't listened to yet. And make sure to listen to Amy Chaplin's Piano Pantry, Andrea Miller's Music Studio Startup, Carly Walton's Teach Music Online, and Christina Whitlock's Beyond Measure, to name just a few of my favorite piano teacher podcasts. Now, if you're disappointed in my news, you are sweet and thank you, and stay tuned. A good friend of mine, who you know and adore, has said, uh, 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 not so fast to saying goodbye to this podcast venture. So I may be back in good company, but it will be different. As Forrest's mom always says, you have to put the past behind you before you can move on. But before I set the past aside, I thought I'd revisit the theme I chose for this year, realignment. In episode number 48, I explained why I needed realignment and shared my new mantra, work smarter and not harder. My recent revelation to stop doing this podcast made me recall a conversation I had with the audience after my session at the MTNA conference this past March. Someone asked if Bradley Sowash and I would hold more 88 Creative Keys workshops. I said in no uncertain terms that Bradley and I are still good friends, but no, there will absolutely not be any more workshops. I explained how I gained clarity about those workshops after six years of incredibly hard and rewarding work because of something called a freedom compass, a brainchild of productivity guru, Michael Hyatt. His book, Free to Focus, made me rethink life because he asked these questions. Do you try to be more productive so that you get more stuff done? Or do you try to be productive to be free to do what you want? 
Are you doing the things you really want to do? Or are you stuck in your drudgery zone? Which way is your freedom compass pointing? These pretty heavy questions rocked my little world and helped me to say no to future 88 Creative Keys projects. I was surprised how many people came up to me after my MTNA session to learn more about the book and the compass, so that's why I'm sharing it with you today. I first heard of Hyatt's book in a podcast where he was a guest of Amy Porterfield. It's worth a listen, so make sure to look for a link to it in the show notes. The interview and the Free to Focus book don't just offer some life hacks so you can accomplish more. Hyatt really makes you think about why you want to be more productive, the end game. He says, productivity is not about getting more things done. It's about getting the right things done. Hyatt described these right things as freedoms. Hyatt claims that being productive allows you to enjoy four kinds of freedom. First, freedom to focus without distraction. Are you interrupted every three minutes? Freedom to be fully present with your family, friends, and coworkers. Are you thinking about worrying about your family while at work and while teaching? Freedom to be spontaneous without programming every part of the day. Do you have margin or white space in your life to be you? And freedom to do nothing because that's when creativity kicks in. Are you always claiming you are crazy busy and feel guilty when you're not? Hyatt illustrates his ideas about productivity with the image of a compass built around two axes. First, the proficiency axis. What are you good at doing? And the passion axis. What you love to do. Now, these axes divide the freedom compass into four zones. The south zone is the drudgery zone. Now, this is the place where you put things that you are not passionate about and you're not proficient in. The east zone is called the disinterest zone. This is where you place things that you are good at but not passionate about. And then there's the west zone, the distraction zone. Now, this is where you place things that you enjoy doing, but you know that someone else could easily do them better than you could. And then there's the northern zone. Now, this is the desire zone, the sweet spot. This is where you place things that you love to do and you're good at. This is where you should focus the bulk of your energy. In Hyatt's words, true north is where passion and proficiency come together. Hyatt's book goes into great detail about the steps required for humans to land in this coveted desire zone. The particular word he mentions that connected with me six years ago and still does now is related to the word cut. There are three ways to cut, eliminate, delegate, and automate. Here are some examples of what they mean and how I implemented them. First, delegate. A couple years back, I hired experts Jana and Jeremy Carlson of Studio Rocket Web Design to move my website from WordPress to give it a fresh look in Squarespace. I hired my son Levi to help me with the details and getting it up and running. Delegating experts to do something in my drudgery zone gave me time to clear up my distraction zone, like the 88 Creative Keys workshop. Now I have space to work on my website and enjoy learning ways to improve it. In fact, now caring for my website is in my desire zone. Marie Lee, who is featured in episode number 70, frequently delegates work to her students. 
She hires capable high schoolers to assist her in lessons and summer projects. The students feel honored when chosen to serve, and she gets quality help at a reasonable price. Even if you don't have margin in your budget to hire someone, is there a way to barter? Perhaps reduce tuition for a family in return for their services. It could be yard work or house cleaning. Anything that lightens your load and helps you get the right things done more efficiently. The word cut also relates to automate. This summer, I decided to cut back on teaching and took advantage of the option for students to sign up for drop-in lessons with my music staff. I opened up six hours of teaching time on Tuesdays and students sign up as they please. This automation via my music staff avoids tons of email threads and texts. And if students need to reschedule, it's easy for them to log in and reschedule a lesson. They never need to contact me because I get an email the moment they make a change. At $14.95 a month, my music staff is the cheapest and most reliable assistant I've ever hired. To cover the cost of the platform, charge an annual non-refundable fee that is not part of tuition. Parents are accustomed to fees and purchasing equipment when signing up for other activities. They will see the value of your fees when they can easily sign up for summer lessons, get reminders the day before a lesson, and pay online with a credit card. Investing in My Music Staff will help you retain your student families because you make it convenient for them. The third word Hyatt relates to cut is eliminate. The best thing I ever eliminated was an attempt to track student scores and progress during off-bench time. Earning higher scores in games and drills played on the iPad motivates students to keep playing. This results in strong reinforcement of concepts. In the end, though, it's not the number or level achieved that counts. What really matters is if a student can demonstrate an understanding of the concept at a lesson. All the busy paperwork in the world won't help a student understand. It's all about the quality of teaching at your lessons. Take a look at what you are currently tracking in your studio. Would some of it qualify as busy work? Will it make that much difference to you or your students in a year if you cut out a chart or two from your teaching? This process of elimination and thinking about a freedom compass and my need to realign got me thinking about some specific mindsets that I think land in the distraction zone. It may serve all of us well to think about which of these we could tweak or eliminate. First, the should list. Do you catch yourself saying, oh, I should do this or I should do that? I say stop shoulding on yourself. And if you need more insight on the topic, make sure to listen to Vanessa Cornett in Key Ideas Golden Episodes number 59 and 60 to learn about why you need a stop doing list. Then there's perfectionism. Ugh. This one is hard for me to shed. But each day I try to get a little further away from the magnetic pull of perfect. I notice that it helps if I forgive myself for the mistake I made. I know, kind of silly, but extending grace to myself like I do with others can work wonders when battling perfectionism. It's called self-compassion. Make sure to give yourself some. Then there's social media, the mother of all distractions. I'll leave that one alone for now, along with Amazon Prime Days and Nordstrom's anniversary sale. One last thing that often keeps us from our desire zone is the word yes. It can be a fantastic word 
unless we say yes when we really mean no. Whenever you say yes, think about what and who you are saying no to. Warren Buffett states that the difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. As I mentioned, for close to seven consecutive years, Bradley Sowash and I hosted the 88 Creative Keys Summer Keyboard Improvisation Workshops in Denver. Michael Hyatt's Freedom Compass was a light bulb moment. It gave me a visual and the vocabulary to share why I didn't want to hold the workshop anymore. All the prep work, marketing, printing, and emails were not in my northern desire zone. The compass showed Bradley and me that our yeses were pulling us south. To help teachers attending our workshop understand our yes turning to no, I created a brief presentation to explain Michael Hyatt's book. Everyone was asked to make a list of their passions, distractions, and what they don't like to do. Then we crafted freedom compasses using old vinyl records, a paper compass, foam paper, and a brad. After some self-reflection, each teacher pointed the arrow on their personal freedom compass toward the zone they are currently stationed, and we all posed for a picture. You can check out one of the pics in the show notes. I encourage you to do the same. Make a list of what you like to do and what you don't like to do. What gives you energy? What drains you? Do you have yeses that need to turn into noes? Consider doing this activity with a friend or two. Sometimes friends are better at answering these questions for you than yourself. Next, create your own freedom compass. As a very small token of my appreciation for your support, you can find downloadable instructions on how to craft a freedom compass in the show notes. It's my hope that this tangible tool gives you a visual aid and a vocabulary so that your desire zone comes into focus too. Before I sign off from key ideas and eliminate one more item in my distraction zone, I must include a shameless plug for what is in my desire zone. And that is composing and arranging, and even more, helping others to do the same. Quite often, I encounter people who regard creativity as a distraction, or they're just disinterested in it. Sometimes they say there's no time for it, but deep down, I wonder if they fear their own creativity. I'm determined to help others see the light and make a permanent shift and embrace their creativity at the keys. From my own experience and what I hear from others who attend the Composium, Tapping into your creativity at the keys is profound and even therapeutic. So it's my goal to make a composing part of your desire zone as well. And speaking of composing, I just released my very first original duet called Black Tie Affair. It's an early level duet with several twists and it's easy to teach by rote. It's free for those who register for the Group Illuminated online conference before the end of July. And it's now also available in my store at lelavis.com. Head to the show notes for all the details and a coupon code for the conference. This is Key Ideas, and I'm Lelavis. It truly has been an honor and a privilege to be your host and your companion as you walk the dog or ride in the car. I'll be here in the trenches with you, headed north to my desire zone. I hope to see you there.